you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. I have been hearing a lot of talk about ghosts and spirits and people who are mediums, just a little bit more than usual. For example, I had a friend who recommended I watch Tyler Henry's show on Netflix, and of course it's about him being a medium and his journey. And then also, I work in an office setting and it was getting close to closing time and we noticed the maintenance guy there was almost in a rush to finish his job and leave. And one of my coworkers asked him if everything was okay and he just answered, oh yeah, everything's fine, I'm just trying to rush because I don't want to stay here past six. And of course, I asked him why because I already suspected he had an interesting story to tell. And he said, it gets creepy here past six o'clock. You hear a lot of random noises, a lot of footsteps, people talking. He even said he heard his name being called once. And he said it was really spooky because he clearly knows everybody's already gone home. So there's nobody else on that floor. He said, random lights will flicker, but the most scariest thing that has happened to him was the time when he was cleaning an office, and as soon as he stepped out, the door slammed shut on him. What's interesting is that this particular office belonged to someone who recently passed away, and it's not the only strange incident that has happened with this office. I remember one day shy of a week within his passing, hot boiling water just came from the ceiling and started pouring into this office, just this one office in particular. And we all had to be evacuated immediately. I have been encountering a lot of what I interpret to be signs that I should do an episode on this topic. I even had a dream that I was communicating telepathically with the spirit of a fourth grader. And just over the weekend, I was talking to my eight-year-old nephew and he suggested I talk about poltergeist in an episode. And he went on to tell me how there are different types of ghosts, not just one. And so I want to give a huge shout out to my nephew Max, who suggested that I do this episode. Max, this one's for you. Alright, so what is the difference between a spirit and a ghost? Well, a ghost is an apparition, usually, of the deceased being 
a spirit is the non-physical part of a being's emotions and character. A spirit is pretty much everything that makes us us if you take away the physical body. And a soul is the non-physical part, the spiritual part of a being that is pretty much regarded as immortal. And speaking of souls, do you guys know how much a soul weighs? Well, in 1907, a scientific study was published by Dr. Duncan McDougall. This study is known as the 21 grams experiment. Dr. McDougall was determined to find out if a soul had weight, and if so, how much. So what he did was identify six patients from nursing homes who were close to reaching their end. Four were suffering from tuberculosis, one was from diabetes, and the others were from unspecified causes. But what Dr. McDougall did was specifically choose people who were suffering from conditions that caused physical exhaustion because he needed them to remain still when they died to measure them accurately. And so when the patients looked like they were close to death, he would place them on industrialized scales, weigh them, and then after they passed, weighed them again. And he noticed that every time there would always be a weight loss difference of 21.3 grams. And so, according to his results, a soul weighs approximately about 21.3 grams. Hence the name of his study, the 21 grams experiment. That's just a little extra info that I wanted to include on here. But anyway, coming back around to spirits, and ghosts. According to experts in the field, there are five different types of ghosts and spirits. The first one they have labeled as the interactive personality. And this is the most common of all ghost types because it's usually the apparition of someone you already know perhaps a family member or a friend, and in some cases, even historical figures. Well, here, these ghosts can be either friendly or not. And they can show themselves in different ways. Once visible, they can either speak to you or they can make noises. They can touch you and even emit some sort of odor, like perfumes or cigarette smoke. And that's just to let you know that they are there. That's just to make their presence known. And this type of ghost are known to retain their former personality. So they will act and react just like they did when they were alive. And they're also known to feel emotions. And the reason they appear to us is to inform us of something really important and or just to comfort us, 
to let us know that they are okay and they are with us. The second type is known as the ectoplasm or the ectomist. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's a mist or a fog that almost looks like it's swirling. Usually this cloud is known to appear several feet off the ground and can either stay still or move very fast. When it comes to their color, they can either be white, gray, or black. These ectoplasms are actually known to appear right before becoming a full-bodied apparition, and many people have claimed to have witnessed them in historical sites, outdoors, and in graveyards. I will tell you guys a really quick story of something interesting that happened to me just yesterday. I have never before have actually seen a manifestation you know, an apparition of a ghost. But yesterday, I went to a store called The Little Magic Shop for the very first time, and my intention wasn't to purchase anything, but I saw this cool little coffee cup that had a picture on it that resembled like a really cool wooden Ouija board. And as my husband and I were walking out of the store, in broad daylight, I stopped. Because about two feet away from me, I saw this white cloud mist-like thing, and I saw the smoke kind of swirling, and I just thought it was cigarette smoke from someone around me. And I'm pretty weird about things, so I stopped because I didn't want to walk through it. So I guess I was gonna try and like dodge it, but then... I looked around, and there was nobody. Just me and my husband. And we don't smoke, so obviously it wasn't us. And I just remember thinking, that is so weird. And I was trying to figure out where it could have come from, but I went on with my coffee mug because I was too excited about it and went on with my day. But it just hit me as I'm talking about ectoplasms, that what I saw might have been that. Oh well. Anyway, the third kind is the poltergeist. Now, this is the one my nephew Max was telling me about. This is actually the most popular one we have all heard of but actually, it's the most rarest type of haunting. Poltergeist comes from the German word that translates to noisy ghost. And it's noisy because it has the ability to move or knock things over. They can make noise, and they can also manipulate the physical environment. And it's actually the most terrifying because they can make loud knocking sounds, they can turn lights off and on, they can slam doors, and some have even said they're able to start fires mysteriously. And although poltergeist activity is usually harmless and typically ends very quickly, 
they are known to be the most dangerous type. The interesting thing about poltergeist activity is that some experts say it's a large form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. In fact, it is said that families who have adolescent boys and or girls are more prominent to it. Paranormal experts say that the child might be the one causing all those paranormal activities. And this is because there are a lot of changes happening within the child. All that estrogen and all that testosterone, all of those hormones are fluctuating because they're preparing that teen body into an adult body with adult levels of hormones. And so all of those mood swings, all of those emotions are being emitted, possibly causing all of that paranormal activity. Kind of like in that movie Carrie, where she was a teenager who had a lot of pent-up energy, a lot of pent-up emotion, anger, and that made her ability of telekinesis stronger. Orbs are the fourth type of ghosts, and they are usually most seen in photographs. They are usually a transparent or a translucent ball of light. And many ghost hunters say that they usually appear right before a full-bodied apparition. And lastly, we have funnel ghosts. These are the ones said to be spotted most often in homes and or old historical buildings. They take the shape of a swirling funnel, and many paranormal experts believed that they might be loved ones returning for a visit, or even a former resident of the home. But these kinds are usually associated with a cold spot. So one clue that you just might be about to see a funnel ghost is if the temperature drops. You know, I've said this before in other episodes, but there are times where I'm in that in-between stage, that half-asleep, half-awake stage, and I can hear voices, I can hear phrases, I can hear words sometimes from what I believe are other dimensions. And even when I'm meditating, I can sometimes hear those voices, yes, but more often than not, I can feel like a tap on my shoulder or pressure on my hand or some sort of pressure on my foot or on my leg. I'll even get goosebumps on my arm, on just one particular section of my arm, not the entire arm. And we're so quick to judge that whatever is attempting to communicate with us is evil or that it's there to hurt us. That way of thinking comes from fear not love. 
And that's why I practiced that mantra that I created for myself. It's very simple, but it's just no fear, no judgment. I try to reprogram myself so that I can remove that fear-based mindset and replace it with a different perspective, one that comes from love. And that's my intention with this podcast. No matter how scary or how dark or how heavy the topic is, it's to help expand consciousness, but with the highest vibration of love. Well, thank you guys for listening to the episode and my small rant. And thank you again, Max, for suggesting that I do this topic. It was a great idea. And guys, if you have any ghost stories, message me. You can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com, or you can friend me on Instagram, and you can message me through there at lauralavender.mb. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.